podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. Uh, welcome back to a match reaction for the Newcastle versus Leicester City Caribou Cup quarter-final match. And Roger, seems that you are in Toronto and yep. Decker is not joining us. I will let you say those famous words if you would do us the pleasure. Oh God, wow. You hit us uh, with no pressure. that one, didn't you? Right, okay. Right. Win you now. Get in. Get in. Come on. We absolutely did. As you can probably guess, we are all over the moon. Uh, this isn't the Always Smiling Faces podcast, but we all have smiling faces. Uh, we beat Leicester 2 0. Um, we'll jump straight into the game uh, because uh, why the hell not? Um, first few minutes was just all Newcastle. We kind of had that break straight away, Joe, where Sean Longstaff had a chance, which you really think he should be burying. Um, mm -hmm. And then it was just attack after attack after attack. Yep. On that Sean Longstaff chance real quick, it's it's a sitter. He has to score it. He, yeah. Miggy and, and uh, Willick play some beautiful one-twos on the left-hand side. Um, the fullbacks completely done and he kicks into the ground and it's it's a it's a bad miss it, you know there's no two ways about it but I think the important thing is that he's getting himself into those positions there's another chance later on uh in the in the first half where it was a fantastic bloody save by Ward um great save but he's getting in these positions but it was an absolute sitter mate absolute sitter uh but from then it was just like you say wave after wave the Interplay between Miggy and Trippier. Yeah. The amount of crosses coming in, especially early doors, was fantastic. Um, and Bruno, my bloody God, a couple of couple of couple of shots that he had could have taken the, the net off if they had been on target. We were quite unlucky. And, you know, it was just it was just great to see that relentless pressing from from an early stage. Yeah, it got like 20 minutes in, and like I said, it just seemed to be so many chances and we just weren't taking them, Roger. You kind of got that fear creeping in that this was going to be one of them nights where, you know, we were going to maybe not finish for dinner and maybe not score the goals and it was going to go to penalties. Um, did you ever have any doubt in your minds for that when you were uh, watching the first half? No, I think for me it was everything the Chef Wed game wasn't um, in terms of like intensity, in terms of aggression. Um, although I don't think that the Chef Wed performance was horrendous I don't think it was you know it was just this was you could tell like you're saying there about Bruno like everything was done with intensity and it was it was done with purpose and it was done deliberately and it was you know a couple of you know un unfortunate uh missed opportunities and we could have been two or three up in the first 10 minutes 15 minutes and it's game over but I'd I never really. I, I just always had a feeling that we're going to win that game, and we're going to, 
eventually we were going to come out on top. And I didn't, but I didn't think it was going to be a draw and go to penalties. I just thought we'd get it done in in a, in normal time. But it was a little bit squeaky when these chances start going begging. But yeah. just I just had a feeling of like, I mean, I was watching. I was <laughs> I had like one eye on the kids, one eye on the match, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> She's watching Baby Shark. I've got the I've got the the iPad up here. I watched. I was like, oh my god! But uh, no, it was just it was just I was oh, it was just mint, absolutely mint. I'm just absolutely buzzing. I'm so delighted. You, you mentioned the uh, the Sheffield Wednesday game, and obviously there was a huge change in the lineup. Um, mm. Going back to probably the the lineup, I think it was the same lineup that faced Arsenal in terms yeah. of the starting eleven. Um, Roger, probably no surprises with the starting eleven, or were you expecting maybe one or two of the the fringe players to start someone like St. Maximum or maybe Isak getting a run out to start the nah. game? Or do you think we just needed to nah. do what was needed I to just, be done and get the job? Yeah, done? I think I think the chef wed game showed you where the priorities lie. Quite rightly so. Um I think that team was probably good enough to beat a League One team, regardless of, of form and and you know how how big Chef Chef Wed are as a as a club, as a fan base. Um, however, it was it was this game that was the focus, yeah. and I think we can all now look back on that and be like, actually, yeah, like, the, well, the FA Cup will be coming another season, hopefully, and you know this has got to be the focus now because we're in a position in the league where we can we can afford to drop off, and you know if we can, you know if we can get this trophy by February by the end of Feb, like. Yeah. The rest of the season is like right. Let's just let's just attack it. Let's see where we, and you know let's see where we can finish. If we've gone out today, then everything's doom and gloom and well, not everything, but you know what I mean. There's a bit of a a bit of mm. taste going into the second half of this season. Yeah. Whereas now, our season is just hopefully regathering that momentum that was that came from the uh, going up, you know, leading up to the Chelsea game, into the World Cup, and then obviously back. Into what we've got got now, we had a bit of a bump in the road with Chef Wed, but good times are coming, baby. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, before the match, uh, Sky interviewed Eddie Howe, and I think one of the one of the comments was was is the Sheffield Wednesday game like a reset button where you know you've had that little blip and now you can just get back to the way you were before. Um, and and I think Eddie Howe even agreed. You know, look, probably should have beat Sheffield Wednesday with the team that came out, but we didn't. You can't win every single game, you yeah. know, and you've got to accept that. And and we won't win every single game, um, but we did the business today. And, and we'll move on to the rest of the game. Obviously, that first twenty minutes was just a whirlwind of of emotion and, and of, of Newcastle attack. And then Joe, it seemed to just go a little bit flat. Um, I think not just on the pitch, but the the fans seemed to go a bit flat. Do you think there was maybe a bit too much of an expectation there? Of you know we've got these chances and, and the fear was starting to creep in for some people, um, and then half time comes along and you just think we should have been ahead here. Um, but those it's kind happened of quite a few times. It has. It's, yeah, it's happened a few times this season, and I think like you say, the the crowd almost getting a bit of sense of deja vu. I'm talking Leeds, um, Bournemouth. You know, Palace, these these teams where they play a low block and we've, we're struggling to break them down at times, especially without a talisman like Alan St. Maximin to open up the space. Don't get me wrong, you know, Willick and Joe Linton interchange and create some fantastic chances, but there was something, just something missing, which 
it was almost like a massive ASM shaped hole that was just missing from the creativity that we thought, you know, if he comes on, perhaps he creates a space that a Wilson can run onto to to tap it in, you know? And there was that worry. There was definitely that worry. Um, I just found it incredible that when the second half started, it was business as usual. Yeah. I thought that, I, I, de- I honestly thought Leicester would come back out a little bit, you know, more solid, maybe tighter, thinking, okay, we've gone through the first half unscathed. We just need to weather the storm 45 more minutes and, you know, take it to penalties or perhaps nick it on the counter-attack, like bringing the Jamie Vardy on, as as they did later on. But it didn't take long, did it, for us to... It didn't. Break. Well, before we did that, I mean, straight away, Joe Linton hits the post. Um, yeah. And and it just it was just chance after chance after chance. Again... And it, 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 I'm not going to lie, it got to the point where, you you know, that fear was getting ever more increasing. But then, Roger, mm-hmm. um, the man from Blythe doing oh, the business, oh, a God. Ben Arthur-esque dribble through three <sighs> defenders, finishing Absolutely. through the legs of a fourth defender. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? Oh, mate. Like, In the Gallagher end as well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, like, I think yeah, we were all, we were all Dan Byrne in that moment. Like, Oh, like, absolutely. Obviously, you know, I came over to Toronto a week ago, had my last game against yeah. Leeds, and uh, been like, you know, like seeing FaceTime with friends, and you know, like our last has been like, oh, you've, you know, we're feeling a bit homesick. And honestly, when that goal hit, when that ball hit the net, I was like, I was like, like, come on, Dandan! Honestly, it was just. I felt proper emotional. I don't mind saying that. Honestly, I had tears in my eyes. I was just like, it was just, I can imagine being there. And like, I could picture the atmosphere and like grabbing Guy and Terry who sit next to me and like, yeah! <laughs> and like going absolutely bonkers, you know. And like, the two kids nearly jumped out their seats. I, I timed it so they were having their pizza and chips. <laughs> just get cracking. And like, the pair of them were just like, Dad! And I was like, yeah! Bernard was Lins. just absolutely mint. And like, when you watch the replay, he's like, he's about to, I think it's uh, Castiang, Castan, or whatever his name is. Castania, the Belgian guy. And he's, not, he's, yeah, he's a fullback, so he's not like short. And like, Dampin's just like, I think it's, I think it's him anyway. It's just like, there's no way he's got that ball. It's so funny. Just, like, the mis- <laughs> it was like the mismatch when he cut inside and then and you're like, what is going on? Yeah, and then what a finish. Like, Unreal. Yeah. Cool as you like. I think it megged. Yeah. Or what it, whether it was Bruno's I think it was NDD like, that it went through his legs. I think yeah. it went through his legs and went in. I was like, oh, oh. mate. I was like, you know. <sighs> oh, class. Dan, yeah. Dan Burns had a few chances in games gone by and you're just going... Just, just score, just score. We just want yeah. you to get, the, you know, like you say, he's a local lad. We've all, we've all dreamt at some point of scoring a goal in the Gallagher end, especially. And you know what to do on a stage like that? What's he yeah. doing that far up the pitch? I mean, and he was, you know what it is, right? This was actually one of Dan Burns' most attacking games. Yeah, he had a he stat was up, up there Sky, quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Sky had a stat up. Um, I think it was at half time or late into the first half. And funny enough, Trippier was the average. It was average positions and. Burn was up there, and that came from the attack, the sort of attacking interchange, as I've spoken about, between Joe Linton and Willock. Yeah, a lot of that was coming down the left hand side and giving him that room. And I'll tell you what, Willock deserves a hell of a lot of credit 
for yeah. his part in that first goal. His pressing was relentless. He was the one who won the ball mm. back and managed to give it to Dan Byrne. So, you know, I mean, the whole team, whole team, the pressing yeah. was great from minute one. But yeah, just wanted to give him that the sort of applause because he was he was great uh, in the yeah. league cycle. I'm glad you mentioned Wick because yeah. like he was like Willock always takes a while to get going. He's the same at the start of the season, and then when the when the season break came, he hasn't been the player that was the back end of yeah. November, and then you know he's had he was so key, and you're saying about the interchange between him, Joe Linton, and Dan Byrne, and like. Of actually getting a bit of a nice partnership there to complement the partnership on the really? other side, you know. Absolutely. So, love Joe Willock, absolutely love him. I'm buzzing, buzzing for him. I've got a quick question actually. Sorry, um, do you think that he's better as a left winger rather than left of midfield? I just feel that he's got the skill and the ability to to he's get to that pace. byline and take, and take it on. Mm, yeah, he can he's... run with the ball. I mean, we saw it last season against Leicester, ironically, with that goal that he set up for uh, Bruno, yeah. And he, the the touch that he tonight. got on the on the line the to yeah. get past the player, then the break and then the cross yeah okay he maybe he's got lucky with the deflection and how it landed towards Bruno but yeah I mean it's not a bad position to be in when we've got Joe Linton Joe Willock Saint Maximum who can all play on that side and then who knows what's to come it's it's nice to have and it's a nice nice headache yeah um, bringing it back to the game there was a penalty claim just after the first goal. Where Willick seemed to get a little push in the back from Tealemans. Um, was there anything in that for you, Joe? Uh, was it not Wilson? He was going for a yeah, header, I think, I think was, off a, uh, off a think tricky was, free was kick. Wilson, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, Wilson got no, a push yeah. in the back. Uh, yeah, uh, not in my book. And some people may disagree with that, and that's fine. Uh, looking at the replays, he's the wrong side of the ball, and then it's a bit. There is a little bit of contact. I think he does make a bit of a meal of it. That's what mm. Callum Wilson does. He's a massive shithouse. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah. He try, you know, he he tries to rile defenders up, and that's fine. I've got no problem with him going down in that uh, in that position, but I don't think there's enough to be honest. And I think even if VAR was present, they would have probably waved it away. I yeah, think yeah. if it was the other way around, we would have been pretty aggrieved that that was given against us. Yeah, I, it's probably yeah. one of those where if you get it given against you. You, you're forming, but if you get it, you know, you're happy. Um, you're happy it, apparently. Um, but not so long after that, Joe Linton obviously seals the deal, Roger, with a second goal. It's a, a great run from Miggy, and then yeah. an even better pass just gives Joe Linton so many options in terms of the finish. Mm. Um, he's starting to become the complete centre midfielder as Joe Linton, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, normally, when he has too much time, he's he, he does fluff his lines a little bit. Like if you think the you know the goal against Brentford, the header was like just boom in. The, his goal against I think at home against might be in Brentford as well. You know he I think what Eddie Howe's first game. No, well, he's not first game. Um, that was like bouncing yeah. the box and yeah. he hit it. You know, whereas this one and probably previous ones, I'm sure Daryl will, will be able to catalogue them. Um, but like chances where he does have. To, time on the ball he generally doesn't make the right choice like in that yeah. final you know with the final pass or the final Thinks shot too much like, about it almost doesn't it he? was so cool yeah. like and I, I think it I was like oh has he got is he knocked that a bit long but actually it was perfect it was a beautiful pass and then yeah. you know a great finish I mean I don't re really rate that Leicester keeper at all like he looks like they've just picked him up on the wheel like 
and I think a better keeper might have shortened the shortened the angle, made the angle a bit tighter for him possibly, and sort of read the situation a bit better. But you know, fair play to, to Joe Linton. I think you know he's like you say about coming this complete midfielder. I think um, five or six more goals before the end of the season. I think yeah, I think you've got a you've got an absolutely. I mean, he is a monster, but an absolute monster on your on your hands there, like. But yeah, it was a it was a really nice moment, and then that was kind of like <sighs> sigh yeah, of relief, pressure off. Yeah, less than one never, never getting back into that yeah. game. Well, yeah. uh, you you say that obviously they made a couple of changes. They brought on uh, Vardy and Ianacho, I think it was yes. that they brought on yeah. to um, really kind of go for it. Vardy had a couple of chances, um, and I was just saying this to Joe off camera. A year ago, two year ago, he's burying both of them, and it's two all yeah. back to square one. Um, yeah. But he didn't, and it was absolutely fine. And we finished the game off. Uh, mm. It ended two nil. Um, and if you have a little look on online, you'll see Dan Byrne doing his little dance in uh, in the changing rooms because it's all over Twitter. Um, well, if you haven't seen it, you need to. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, let me tell you what. If you haven't seen it, here it is. Yes, you, you can't ask for anything than <laughs> like that. That video is oh, no longer monetized, so that's absolutely it fine. Is great. Um, so we move on. Uh, Man U uh, obviously won their game as well, two 0 I think was the yep. final score. I think Rashford got the second mm-hmm. in the 90th minute. They said on on the on the TV, um, and then the other two games play tomorrow um, at right. time of recording. Uh, so um, you've got Man City, Southampton, and it's Wolves. And I can't remember Forest. the other team. Forest. There we go. So oh, we will see what happens. So, oh, so close. Well. It's so winnable. It's it's oh, my God. Well, I know. It's really close. Looked, it's really close. I've already looked on KLM. Tickets from Amsterdam to London um, for the, the weekend of the 28th of February. Or, uh, or 26th of February, sorry. I'm not going late. Um, yeah. I'm tempted to book them now just in hindsight, but we'll see what happens. Uh, and I'm sure you're all, also looking at yeah, flights I'm, as well, Roger. Yeah, I'm um, all over sky scan. I'm like, <laughs> when the start when they start creeping up, I'm like, oh, I've, uh, no. I've, I've been cancelled in for for a month now. You can um, have those for your birthday if it if it if it comes off. I think I think even if I I mean, hopefully I would get. I've still got my season ticket, so hopefully I would get a ticket. But I think even if I didn't get a ticket. I would still go back. I want to be on Wembley Way. Yeah, if be... I don't get a ticket, I'm debating whether to go to be in Newcastle or London for it. You know, yeah. I mean that big, big if, big if. Yeah, you know, that's uh, that is, that is a really that is a really good point. Oh, let's not. I don't get. A ticket, I, but... I know. Oh, <laughs> let's just. No, I'm not... Let's dream. Let's. But dream. anyway, Every, um, everybody's credit cards are going to take a pound in the next couple of days. I think we yeah, can all agree I'll, with that I'll when see. it comes yeah. to maybe booking flights. Yeah. Um, yeah, Joe, you want to? You want to add Sorry, I was going to say, um, I'd like to know who your man of the match was, or player of the match, or whatever you would like to call it. For me, um, I would. It's a toss-up for me between Bruno, who actually got it, and Willock. Yeah. Um, I thought so much Catholic. went through Bruno. Bruno was tracking back well. He was yeah. being a right mm-hmm. shit house at times. I mean, Christ, he took out the referee towards the end of the game. <laughs> he did. Um, yeah. He was trying so hard. <laughs> he, got, he got a rage um, at that and all, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, like, uh, but I think anyway? I think for me Willick just pips it. I think Willick mm. was 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 class. Um, obviously, we haven't mentioned them coming on, but you know we did see a cameo from Isak and Saint Maximum, yeah. and, and Saint Maximum looked very lively when he came on. Yeah. Not man of the match level because he was only on for what eight minutes, yeah. 
But um, they didn't show us on the telly, but I think Harry um, put in the, the the group that Eddie Howe had his arm around him and was talking to him. So, you know, given the rumours that were doing the rounds after, yeah. uh, you know, after the Sheff- Sheffield Wednesday game, uh, it's good to see that. Um, but yeah, for me, I would say Joe Willick be my man of the match. Uh, Roger? I'd maybe, maybe go with Dan Byrne. Like he got yeah. the goal, oh, he was really yeah. solid. He was a threat from set pieces. I mean, he, ne- he nearly he had a couple of opportunities in the first half with a header. Um, mm. he was really solid. There was some nice link up play with Joe Linton on that on that left hand side, like nice interchange of passes. There was one where he kind of, I think it was like on a, it's either on a half volley with the side of his foot, and he just played it down the line, and Joe Linton ran onto it like so unfashionable but you know mine would be Dan Byrne and purely for nostalgic reasons like you know yeah you got you got the goal at the Gallagher end like you know but but having said that obviously Bruno was he, he was he was intense he was really good dominating Joe the Linton, field yeah Joe Linton was yeah. excellent Willock was was really good so I, I think, think the there's the so many names in the hat is yeah shows yeah. that how well we Me- played and there's easy a few Candidates. Um, I'd like, I'd, yeah, I'd like to give a shout. What did you make of um, Wilson? Share. Yeah, uh, Cher Wilson, was really Cher. good. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So to answer your question, Wilson, I thought we were speaking about this. Um, yeah. Got, like, I felt it was a bit off the pace. I, I'll be honest, right? I absolutely adored the way he held the ball up. And you know what? This isn't a knock on Chris Wood, but Callum Wilson holds the ball up in a way that you would assume someone with the stature of Chris Wood would would do it. But on top of that, he was making some fantastic runs, so almost like pirouettes, just turning and attacking the space behind the defender. He did that quite a few occasions and almost got through a couple of times. It was great to see. And that's um, that's just, you know, down to his, obviously, you know, a little bit more skill, but it's good to see how sharp he is. Um, Yeah. But back onto the, yeah, back onto the man of the match. Uh, I agree with everything you're saying. I want to give a shout out to Fabian Cher. Um, winning so many, all, all so many of the headers, so many tackles. He started off a lot of our attacks, and I thought Botman didn't have the best game. Still, yeah, still absolutely unbelievable player, but it wasn't his best game. And I thought Fabian Cher just sort of helped mm. him a couple of times when you know we were caught out. So just wanted to give a shout out to him because I thought he was fantastic tonight. Yeah, they're a, they're a good partnership of our Sharon Botman because when one mm-hmm. maybe isn't as performing as well as they usually do, the other one steps up to the plate. Yeah, and makes the other one look better than maybe they are, um, and vice versa. And, and you see that all the time, and it's it's really nice to see. I think we've got a nice little nice little central defensive uh, uh, partnership going on there, and long may it continue. I mean, Fabian Shaw has he got a year left on his contract, or has he just signed a new one recently? Um, I think he hasn't think got he long left. But yeah, I think he, he got an extension. Last, I think I remember. Last year he got an extension. I. Um, but he's still capable of doing the business. So whatever's happening there, we should probably get, um, get another contract on him. Yeah. Just before we wrap things up, um, Joe, I'll bring it back to you. You you might not have seen this, Roger, but on Sky they interviewed uh, Dan Ashworth before the game, um, and he was talking a lot about transfer windows and what you know, what the plans are and everything. And one of the things that really surprised me was he was saying, look, we are too, we are planning. We know what we're going to do in the summer. We know what we're going to do next summer. We know what we're going to do in the next January window. He says, we plan three to four transfer windows in advance. Um, 
the word financial fair play or the, the, the acronym FFP was used quite a bit. Do you think that, Joe, was to dampen um, expectations for this January transfer window a little bit? Or do you Perhaps. think it's just them um, kind of not trying to cotton on? I think he needs to play it. He knows he needs to play it savvy in the media. He doesn't want to give too much away. At the end of the day, he's he's a businessman that wants to look for the best deals possible. The last thing he wants to do is potentially say something that could compromise, you know, uh, uh, them having a leg up in a deal, anything, you know, really. It, it's, it is a little bit of dampening expectations, but at the same time, most sensible fans understand that we're not yet in a position to be able to sp- splash all the cash that we want to. We're just in a very fortunate position that we're so... We're doing so well so early on. Um, and we had such a great, well, such a great couple of windows just gone that it, we needed it, we needed it to go as well as it did in order to be in the position that we're in. Almost every single, you could argue pretty much every single signing that we've made so far has um, has been a hit uh, to one extent or another. And so we're in a very great position. He knows the financials of the club. We're going to be bringing in some fantastic sponsorships. We aren't the the first team is obviously very important but it's not the only thing that the club needs to focus on we've got the academy to build we've got the training ground to develop the stadium stadium needs complete refurbishment there are so many things to think about i appreciate you know not all of that uh comes under the umbrella of ffp but you're right he needs to sort of manage expectations um just whilst we're in the position that we're in but no doubt they have the plans in place commercial plans in place that, you know, I can't, sorry, I apologize, I can't remember his name, but the new um, commercial officer who's just come in, who used to, uh, who used to work Darren for Darren Eels. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. That's, no, no, the guy from Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they're, they're bringing in the right people to get these deals in place and it won't be long before we start seeing, you know, the, the last couple of transfer windows not become a regular thing, but, you know, start to be a bit of an occurrence. It's yeah. just we need to understand that we're still very much in an early growth phase of the club, but we're doing fantastic for where we are. We are, and we are in our first semi-final for God knows how long. Um, I think it's going back to the 70s um, was the last time we got into a League Cup semi-final. Obviously, there's the FA Cup ones in the 90s and, and so forth. Um, we will see who we get. I think the draw's tomorrow night, which was Wednesday, mm-hmm. a time of recording, so... By the time you're watching this, we may know. Um, you may not. We'll see what happens. But uh, fingers crossed, we get the draw we want, which is, for me, any team, bring them on. Anyone who's left, as long as we get the home fixture as the second leg, I think yeah. we can, we can, we can take on anyone and get through to the final. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that in the preview for this game as well. Uh, that would be the ideal scenario. But we will see how the balls come out of the bag when they happen. Uh, hopefully we've got Rod Stewart mm. doing his uh, his his old uh, selection <laughs> process. We'll see what happens. Just need somebody absolutely mortal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Um, uh, does anyone want to add anything before we wrap this one up? Yep, yeah, quick one. Uh, I want to say thank you to War Flags for another fantastic organisational display, yeah. and everyone that took part in that between the flags and the scars. Top work, unreal, look great on the TV. Yeah, it was awesome. Wish I, you know, really awesome. Just another reason to, you know, wish I was there. But I've got my little flag, sorry, my scarf here in spirit. So, uh, absolutely. My stuff, my well, stuff's on, on the way over. 
<laughs> in in transit. Cases missing in Heathrow. <laughs> uh, no, no, I've got I've got the cases. They're still they're all here. There we are. There's all the oh, cases. <laughs> That's all we've got. And there's, there's the pool table. And there's a foosball around the corner. So next time you're in Toronto, lads, wow. come and have a game. Well, if we don't get to the final, I'll get myself over to Toronto instead. But we are going to get to the final. Let's think positively. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for watching this one. Uh, I've had a good laugh tonight uh, after a a really good result. Um, And thank you for watching. Uh, We will be back this week with uh, a match preview for the Fulham game. Yeah, the Always Smiling Faces podcast last night. There's also an FPL show that is live, uh, went live today for everybody. Um, So if you like this sort of content, be the nice guy or girl or non-binary person who scrolls down from this page and hits that like button, hits the subscribe button. And if you want to know when those videos go live, hit the little notification bell and you'll get a little pop-up on your phone uh, to tell you all that good stuff. If you want to go one step further, we do offer a subscription program. It's $2.99 a month to join the Gallagher Shots membership. Uh, You get early access to these videos as well as access to the Telegram group I haven't been in there yet, but I can imagine uh, it is uh, absolutely Shock buzzing in there. Uh, and, in fact, let me just see how many messages I've got. Yeah, 458, and I last mm. logged in about an hour before kickoff. So it kicks off big style in there. So get yourselves yeah. in there, two ninety nine a month. That's worth the subscription alone, as well as obviously this amazing content. But that's it from us. Roger, I will let you get back to the kids. Have a great time in Toronto. We'll see you next Champion. time. When well, are we back for extra time? Is that happening? Is anytime soon? Well, I've I've been on the t- I've been uh, having a bit of text with Raz, and uh, we're going to try and set something. It was difficult with the time the time difference because I do of like course. to do it live. Um, but we'll uh, once we get sort of things settled down uh, here, uh, we'll restart extra time with a, a Toronto slant. I've been actually. I went to see a Chef Wed game with the uh, Toronto Toon Army at the Queen Anne pub in the middle of Toronto. So that was canny. Despite the result, it was a good atmosphere and I met some uh, I met some fellow mags. So it was a little slice of home over here in uh, North America. So it was all good. Well, maybe but, we'll uh, get you on uh, United State with Shade. I know it's <gasps> not US yes. and you're in Canada, but yes. get you on with Shade and, yes. and him. A North American so. fusion. I like it. Yeah, I like absolutely. It. Absolutely. Uh, Joe, thanks as always, mate. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Um, and like I said before, thanks everyone for watching. We'll see you in the next one. And anyway, let's get ourselves into a final, shall we? We are. Come on. How are the lads? Get it. Podcast Network.